family. Welcome back to another episode of Business Casual. I'm your host, Miles Brown, and today we are talking about discipline, and specifically the discipline to stop doing something. Um, Of course, there's the discipline to start doing something and remain consistent, but I think that topic gets talked about a lot. And the topic that doesn't get talked about a lot is how do you stop doing something? Um, As many of you know, I'm a Christian and I put God first. And when you're seeking God, some of the main things you have to do are go on fast. And fast do a bunch of things but one of them is it gives you clarity God can like really speak to you clearly when you decrease you and increase your time with him and the way I look at fasting is like if your big issue is TV and you can't really concentrate on your life the way you know you should because every time you want to do something you just go pop the tv on and then you forget about uh maybe updating your resume or starting that business or researching how to invest in stocks finding out how taxes work you know just productive things that can actually help your life One of the main things that I know about God is in order to get to another area in life, you always have to give up something. It's like your flesh, your body is weight. Sin is weight. And to get closer to God, we have to sacrifice and let certain things go. For me, um... I was totally wrong for a long time, but I had been brainwashed and convinced that there was nothing wrong with weed. It was natural. It's from the earth. A lot of folks in my family did it, and it was kind of ruining my life in the background. I couldn't concentrate and do a lot of my business ventures at the level. Like It wasn't necessarily stopping anything, but the progress wasn't as fast as I would like. And so God spoke to me in a quiet, still voice. And he said, go on a fast. Since you're so confused as to whether weed is helping you or hurting you, go on a fast. Just see. Let me guide you through a long period of time where you separate yourself from this thing that you say isn't hurting you and see what what does life look like without this thing? And a lot of folks that I know claim that they are not addicted, that they don't have any issue. They could stop at any time. But when you've when you ask them specifically about weed, how long they've gone without smoking, the most they'll say is like, you know, especially if they're if they're like heavy smokers, like if they if this is what they do, that's that's their you know, drug of choice or their vice of choice. Most weed smokers can go about 
three weeks without smoking, maybe two weeks, three weeks without smoking. But after that, something will happen and it'll be like 420 somewhere (laughs) and they'll rationalize it and then they'll just start smoking and they'll find themselves right back into that cycle. And so when God spoke to me, I was still very confused, like, yo, I can tell that this isn't the best thing for my life, but I can't find anything on the Internet, you know, that really was like saying, yo, weed is just weed will destroy your life. Weed will slow you down. And from my fast, when I gave it up, the thing that I realized was if you just want an average regular life and you're content where you're at in life we probably won't affect anything (laughs) because you're not really striving for greatness like but if you have to be disciplined and buckle down and study really really hard if you have to network during the day with people that are of high level and bring high value to their um fields you're not going to be able to be high all day you know you're not going to be able to retain the information that you need high you can function because i functioned for a long long time um things didn't necessarily fall apart like i wasn't poor and had to be you know moved back in with my parents and you know, my my wife and kid were in jeopardy or anything like that. Like that didn't happen. But the progress, like the forward mobility had just taken a sharp decline. And I was just stagnant and content because I would want to do something. I would start to do it. Light up a bowl or roll a, a J smoke and then. I'm not going to say the motivation completely went away, but the focus did. And with trying to achieve anything in life, you're going to need immense amount of focus. And to me, discipline is the cornerstone and foundation of focus. And the thing that I found about fast are they reveal to you just how undisciplined your regular life really is (laughs) um right now my wife I I was having a conversation with my my cousin and he was talking to me about Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones is out It's, it's me and my wife's one of our favorite shows like we love that show it's so good the writing everything it's a it's a worldly show some sexual explicit stuff on that show um hardcore gore and and you know violence as a set in like medieval times and they don't cut any slack in that show but you know it's a guilty pleasure i'm I, pray for me y'all pray and um my cousin called me he was just like yo i want to tell you about game of thrones and blah, blah, blah. and i was like oh i haven't even seen it you know and he's like why the premiere was going on 
And I was like, you know, my wife, she's fasting from TV, media, social media, and news for four or five months. And the release of Game of Thrones was within that time frame that she's on this fast. And he was like, so, you know, what that got to do with you? And I was like, you know, I want to show my wife that I love her and I'm committed to her. And so her fast, I'm not going to watch any of the shows during her fast that we watch together just out of me showing her some form of discipline. Because I think the hardest thing to stay on a fast is when you see everybody around you eating whatever they want, doing whatever, going wherever they want, watching whatever they want, doing whatever they want. And you're over here like in it by yourself, (laughs) you know, which is a great way to get to God uh, because you have to call on him more. But there's always just a little bit of a blessing when you can look to somebody and go, okay, well, he might not be full on not watching any TV like me, but he is committed to anything that we watch together, disciplining himself enough to not even watch it as much hype and everything is around the final season of Game of Thrones is like I'll throw all of that away to watch it with Twitter, watch it with social media, to indulge in the um, episode breakdowns on YouTube and (laughs) everybody giving their like spill and I'll say you know what all of this stuff will be here uh, in five months or whatever and when me and my wife watch this episode and these shows together we can connect on a deeper level because we will have stories about how you know we had to avoid spoilers in real life when people like hey man I know you love Game of Thrones let's talk about nah bro I'm not (laughs) I'm not indulging that and they like dang why and it's just like for me, it's a it's another point to, to to talk to people about God and let them know that, you know, fasting and prayer, some things you can't get in life without fasting and praying. And so today I just want to read this passage from Colossians chapter three, and it says. And verse three, you died. Now your life is hidden with Christ and God. Christ is your life. When he appears again, you also will appear with him in heaven's glory. So put to death anything that belongs to your earthly nature. Now, I'm going to stop right there. When it comes to your earthly nature, that is a plethora of things. Everything that's a sin, we already know. But then there are things called weights, which is like, it's not necessarily explicitly written in the Bible, but you know for a fact that this can't be good, you know, like social media all the daggone time. Like clearly there's no verse that's like thou shalt not be on social media for 14 hours straight, but clearly you know that's a weight that's holding you back in your life, so you shouldn't do it. So moving forward, I'm gonna go back. So put to death anything that belongs to your earthly nature. Get rid of your sexual sins and unclean acts. Um, I'm going to stop again. One of the craziest things about sexual sin and unclean acts is that 
with Jesus and with God and in the Bible, that's the one sin that corrupts your actual body. All the other sins happen outside your body. But when you commit sexual sins, you're defiling your actual temple. And the things, the nasty things you do with your tongue is the same things, the same tongue that's used to praise God and to kiss your mother. And you out here committing nasty sexual sins and unclean acts. And truthfully, you know, if you thought about it, you could use less of that crap in your life anyway, because all it is is a time waster. Most sexual sin is like pornography, which huge time waster. Um, Chasing women or men that aren't even going to end up being your wife or husband. Huge years off your life time waster. Um, unclean acts. I mean, you're having sex with random people and, you know, fulfilling little twists in your life. And now you end up with herpes and that's lifelong. And now your dating pool is smaller because if somebody don't have herpes, do they really want to be bothering with you? Because you didn't have the discipline to, like, keep it in your pants, whatever it is, you know. Um, so moving forward. Don't let your feelings get out of control. Remove your life of all evil longings. Now, people don't realize that you have to be disciplined from your feelings. God is a very logical God. He can get emotional as well. But at the same time, it's not going to overwrite his logic. And I think as people, this society is so void of discipline that any feeling you have there's somebody that's going to justify you to go do it like oh well if that's how you feel you can't be wrong nah nah let me tell you something most of the crap you feeling is probably wrong (laughs) like after you spaz out on somebody or fall head over heels with the wrong person in love you you know go bungee jumping and break your arm or knock yourself out and end up paralyzed. Those feelings, if you would have thought logically about them, you probably would have been like, nah, I'm tripping. And when it comes to evil longings, every time I think about an evil longing, I just think about people who lust after people's wives or husbands. Like for one you're wasting your time. There's so many single people in this world to deal with. Why lust after somebody's wife or husband? Like, you're, that's a huge time waster as well because the statistics say most people who are in affairs think that their um, married person that they're cheating with is going to leave their spouse or whatever, but nah, normally they don't and you end up with years of your life wasted and you looking stupid because you had evil longings towards somebody that was unavailable. Um, the next thing is in the, uh, in the, in God's text is stop always wanting more and more. You might as well be worshiping statues of God. This was a huge, huge discipline area I had to get over because 
a lot of times when we think of discipline, we think of it as something to help us stop spending money and put a lot of uh, funds back in our pocket to purchase different things. And one of mine was like wanting an Audi, wanting this beautiful truck, wanting a foreign because I was brainwashed into thinking that was success on some level, you know, which it's not, you know, so it's a lot of money wasted in maintenance and everything. It looks cool when you pull up and the ride is, is really nice and it's far safer on the road, but it's a luxury nonetheless. And honestly, my infatuation with my car had went into worship level when I didn't have it. Like before I had it, I just was so into my car, like wanting an Audi, wanting a, a BMW 750, wanting, you know, just thing, gold chain, shoes, Louis Vuitton, Gucci, like a materialism whore. <laughs> like I was bad news. Like right now I'm taping this in my closet and I have more shoes than my wife, like by a long shot. Like it's, it's ridiculous. And honestly, it's like, like God said, it's like worshiping statues of gods. Like those material items become more important to you than your relationship with God with, they become more important to you than, uh, your spouse or your child, because you're giving up so much time and energy to acquire these things and wanting more. Every time you get a new Audi next year, another one comes out. Every time you get a new pair of shoes in a month or a couple of weeks, another one comes out. It's like you're chasing the wind, to be honest with you. And it goes on to say God's anger is going to come because of these things. That's the way you lived at one time in your life. But now here are the kinds of things you must get rid of. You must put away anger, rage, hate and lies. Let no dirty words come out of your mouth. Don't lie to each other. You have gotten rid of your old way of life and its habits. You have started living a new life. It is being made new so that what you know has the creator's likeness. To me, that's so amazing because when you are becoming and living more disciplined life, when you're seeking God, he has a cleansing process where he is just snatching you out of all of these stupid things that the world has trained you that you need to have. And he's cleaning you up and he's putting your priorities in order and he's refocusing your life onto the things that will actually make deep impacts for your life. That's why, you know, the Bible always talks about when You see, God, he gives you life more abundantly. Right now you have life and it's pretty cool just living. But there's a time and place where we're not disciplined and we run around chasing the wind, chasing our feelings, chasing uh, women, chasing things, chasing stuff that we think is going to bring us some form of like happy lives. When God is saying, what's happiness to joy? Joy can't be taken away. Happiness can fall away at any given time. 
but joy can. And my thing that I want to leave you guys with is that seek God's discipline in your life. Go on a fast, give up some crap that you just can't stop doing. Like just make a list of like five or six things that you don't think you could give up like food, uh, you know, entertainment, spending frivolous money because you can fast from literally anything. You can go on a financial fast. You can go on a food fast. You can go on social media fast. You can go on the, the, the it's, it's limitless. You know what I'm saying? And really while you're, while you're fasting and praying, get into the Bible and just see what God is saying. You know, look at his words, see what he's actually trying to direct you on. Go to Google and look up verses that are like in direct correlation with what you're seeking from God and go to those verses in the Bible and just read them and meditate on them and see what they say to you. Um, and I truly believe that the more discipline that God gifts you, the better and more effective you will become as a business owner, as a leader, as a spouse. Um, your time won't be wasted because you can focus and achieve goals in much shorter amounts of time than undisciplined people. And you'll stop being normal because normal is broke. Normal is depressed. Normal is complacent. And what we're trying to get people to be is um, excellent. So that was today's business casual. Um, like the video, subscribe, catch us at our Gmail. We got a YouTube channel now. Check the description. Uh, the link will be in the description and I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.